it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Benz Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long truths. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Whoa. I'm the only, I'm I'm the only one in this house. Um <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. It is me, Kalechi, in the place to be. I don't have a song this week because I wasn't even planning on being here this week. Then I looked at my schedule and I saw that I actually had um bits that I needed to do for the podcast. So here I am, but that just goes to show that I should plan myself more effectively and don't just decide to have time off on a whim but yeah it is me welcome 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 to another episode of sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mum suck your mother so now let us all well we don't have to stand we could just sit upright or just stay where we are that's fine too and begin our international anthem. Just a baby girl in a baby world. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Thank you for your cooperation. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad to be here I'm glad to be alive I'm glad to be alive um no I'm just I don't know what to tell you um it's a busy time it's a busy time I'm just working at not falling back into old patterns of you know of working you know when there's so much to do and then I feel like the more you do the more you're put up for things and you do this and you do that there's more rejection and then you put yourself out there as well chances of rejection but I'm learning that it's just about surrendering and going with the flow which is what I've been doing so you know I put something out there see how it goes and it is what it is because ultimately I'll always be a baby girl in a baby world you know in my baby world I don't know about Babylon but my baby world I'll always be that so yeah just be minding my business facing my front drinking my water um I'll jump into the tarot because I don't want to be here too long. I'll jump straight into the tarot. It's an interesting one. Big up my patrons, by the way, who have um, been loving their readings. You can join me on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. Um, yeah, I'll just I'll just read what I see. So I got a new card deck because I saw Leona Nicole Black using it in one of the tarot therapy sessions that she does on YouTube. Uh, it's the archetype deck by Caroline Miss, I think her name is. Um, and it's really cool because it kind of focuses on the archetypes of the psyche and um, shows you like the light attributes as well as the shadow attributes. And that's not to say like shadow attributes are terrible, terrible, terrible. It's just the probably the aspect that we don't, um, that we're unconsciously 
that's unconscious in us that we don't kind of check in on um, and we don't give space or compassion to. So I've got that uh, card deck as well as the Lisa Star Modern Witch card deck. And I've also got the um, messages from your angels cards as well. So there are basically four cards in each pile. So this week is back to pile one, pile two, pile three. There's no trick. I've only got pile one, pile two and pile three. So take your time to really center yourself and see which pile is calling to you. Let the number flash. Take a deep breath and go with that. The number that flashes when you take a deep breath and you're feeling called to, you want to go with that um, number. But whatever speaks to you, go with that. Because sometimes maybe the whole reading is for you. Just different aspects of your life. See see what sits. And if, you know, it doesn't fit, throw it away. Throw it away. Yeah. Pile one. The first card is the nine of swords. I've done this as sort of like the um, situation and the advice. Um, nine of swords is the situation. So you see an, um, a person, it looks like it's they're in a black room or it's the middle of the night and they've got their fat hands over their face and they're distraught, um, crying clearly. Um, lots of mental turmoil because that's what the nine of swords um, indicates. So some of you might just be up all night or just constantly worried maybe sometimes even in a depressive state because of everything around you not quite being what you want maybe especially in your home life so it's um really really getting to you and it's 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 not allowing you really to live you can't see or smell the roses you can't see what's um the beauty around you and that's that's always a hard place to be I've been there many times when you just feel so low that even the simple joys in life, you can't even take in, you can't comprehend because you're just in such a, a very kind of bleak place. And the advice is the page of swords, which I think is really nice that it's, it, it kind of follows and there's that blue sky and then there's the clouds. It's always kind of remembering that what we want is that feeling of contentment, that feeling of peace that is always there. It's always there within us, no matter what is going on, it is always there that that inner peace because we are part of the divine we are part of the creator we've been given the ability like we say to also create so with that comes peace there is an inherent peace that is within all of us that we just can't access sometimes with all of the thoughts and all of the things that are happening around us that keep kind of triggering um our wounded child our wounded selves and the page of swords is saying to just almost be like a child again and check in with that um your your you you know your wounded child your inner child and and give it the love and the compassion that it deserves and take it one day at a time like it's not one of them oh good vibes only fuck good vibes only like feel all of the vibes give them show them compassion and let them like pass through you and transmute them and and, and give yourself space to feel something else you know so taking time with yourself, exploring new ideas, exploring maybe getting um, support for the way that you feel um, and the things that you're going through. Maybe um, explore those sorts of ideas, but just the page of swords is for me, very, very young energy, like checking in with that inner child, doing something that giving yourself a space, a safe environment to talk through what it is that's making your heart so heavy because yeah, you're not imagining it, these things are happening and you deserve space to be able to process it 
the card that comes out from the messages from your angels card deck is angel zana and it says you are protected from all types of harm the worst is now behind you i ask you to relax and feel safe so you know it might even be um a situation with someone you live with that might feel a bit like volatile and things like that and you've you know, been thinking of ways to, you know, change the situation. But I think things are a bit difficult because of, you know, the pandemic and everything. So it's just giving yourself space to just explore new ideas, but you don't have to make any like, you know, fast decisions. Take your time, but at least try to find something that allows you to offload what it is that you're holding inside your heart, because you need space to be free. You need space to feel other things. Um, the next card that comes out, which is why I thought it might be someone in the home, is from the archetype card, is Companion. It's um, And it came out upside down, so I'm reading it instinctively upside down. The shadow attributes is what's, um, you know, suitable for this pull, this card pull. But upright, it says, the light attributes are loyalty, tenacity, and unselfishness. Um, the shadow I don't know why I turned it upside down as if I was going to read it upside down. Yeah. Idiot. Well, <laughs> um, shadow attributes are betrayal by misusing confidences, loss of personal identity. So that's very, very interesting to me because that, that makes sense. Some people enter into relationships and just give all of themselves so much so that they don't know who they are anymore. And sometimes, most times it's not even like the other person does the same. It's just that you lose yourself so much in them that you don't have an identity, but you're strengthening their, their idea of who they are, their, their ego. So you're just kind of feeding that. You're just there to kind of feed this, um, insatiable monster. That's their ego. Um, and but at the same time, it's feeding your ego because you've decided that the ego identity that you have is the victim that is always mistreated. And it's giving yourself the permission to be something other than that within, you know, spaces that will allow you to cultivate um, that compassion towards yourself, you know, in a slow way and in a just in a caring um, environment. So that's why I felt like it was leaning also towards a relationship. Uh, pile two, the card that came out first is the Hierophant. Big, big, major arcana life energy coming through here, number five. And in the Lisa Stoll Modern Witch Tarot deck, it's um, a woman that's there seated on the throne, um, dictating the laws of the land and how things are going to go. And th that's the way it will always be. So I think that, uh, for the pile two people, you're starting to question what the things that you've always believed, like the things that you've almost kind of, um, that have been, you've been indoctrinated with, that, that this is the way that it is. It can't be any other way, especially when it comes to sexuality. And we've seen a lot of people moving mad, even with the video that came out with Cardi B and Megan the Stallion, um, WAP, wet ass pussy tune. And so many people are like, oh my God, especially fuck, for some fucking reasons, the politicians are really involving themselves when nobody fucking asked them. But, um, you know, a lot of people are really in their feelings about this music video, which I think is fantastic, by the way. I, except for that bit with Kylie, I didn't need that at all. I don't, I know they can say it's a marketing gimmick and this and that. I did not need that. I don't need white women inserting themselves into spaces um, that, you know, they're usually um, co-opting and um appropriating anyway but that's the story for another day if they like her well i don't love it if you like it i don't love it but um 
yeah to see the reaction that people were having to that like oh this is what happens when children grow up in homes with no fathers and this is what happens when just shut the fuck up nobody fucking asked you and you know other people um like our notorious sis um chantal that tweets a lot saying oh well uh, twerking is so demeaning it doesn't look great ask any man they don't want their wife to be doing all of that stuff and it's like shut up like look at your life like your pussy must be so dry your hips and your waist must be so stiff like what are you doing typing these things although I feel like she's put actually in particular performing like a persona online um and she's there to be like the contrarian still the th- the narrative that she kind of puts forward at times is very very damaging because twerking is a name that's that that's a label that's been given to something but it's a dance form that has been around for centuries and it's been very very blackety black because that's where it originated from for centuries so saying that it's not attractive and it's not this and it's not that like why are you denigrating your culture first and foremost and other people's cultures as well and other people's histories because of how it's seen by white people i don't give a shit what white people think about anything i don't give a fuck what white people think about anything i don't actually just give a fuck what anyone thinks about anything let's just put that there like right now i don't give shit so it's almost that idea of like you're not able to express your own sexuality your own sensuality so you'd rather police everybody else and this is the energy that the pile two deck has that we're so used to having being told that this is the way everything is um, and not being able to step out of those parameters but this pandemic has shaken a lot of things up and we're actually able to step over lines that we weren't able to um, that we were told we weren't actually able to cross over to before and the thing is there weren't necessarily any fences up but that's how strong the indoctrination was that all they needed to be was just the order the you know and um the um socialization into the fact that we're not allowed in certain spaces and you might as well have put an invisible kind of like force field up and then we don't go any further whereas now those field we've realized that those force fields do not exist and we're able to um just step over we don't even have to permeate um you know these these um different environments we, we could just step into them if we want to if we want to because a lot of these environments are um very very um toxic so um yeah so it's it's be- it's kind of just like bearing that in mind and the eight of cups in reverse is what came out as the advice um and i think that that's interesting basically the card is saying that you have to let go of everything that you thought you knew like a lot of us are having a hard time seeing that actually the rules don't apply like you can now play by whatever rules you want and if people are still trying to force you back into the old manners of being you could just say um i don't like that i don't i don't want that i I, you know that's not for me and i've had to do that a lot recently actually i've had to like um giving you an example um my agent lola big up lola um she 
I send her a lot of things that come my way in terms of like requests and stuff and I've had to send it over to her and there are sometimes there are things that I'm just like oh you know what I'll deal with this by myself rather than giving her extra work I'll deal with this by myself but quickly I clock that people don't respect black women they don't respect black creatives because they don't want to be straightforward with shit like and they'll want to underpay you first and foremost because you know that they wouldn't offer this bullshit money to um, your white counterparts but they're offering it to you almost like they're doing you a favour then the amount of work that they want for the thing that they're that for the amount that they're paying you is an absolute matting and so you're calling me telling me that you've seen the um the amazing work that I've been doing oh it's so fantastic and we'd love you to work with us on this and that but then you now start talking to me as if now I need to in some way pitch myself to you or do something to put myself you know to to raise myself higher in your um in your um you know in your perspective or in your regards and I don't care to do that so instantly I'm just like oh lola tagging you in here tapping you in here in you come because I'm not um, you know my agent has to be the buffer between those things because what they thought how they thought that this is going to go that they're going to keep these organizations and these brands are going to keep disrespecting black people but black women specifically when it comes to our creative work I'm not going to stand for it so no I don't have to work with you I there is so much abundance out there there's so many things that I'm capable of doing like me on my ones I, I don't think people deep just how much I do as a sing like a singular person the amount of work that I do in a day like it's a lot and a lot of it is creative and then there's the administrative aspects of it there's so much that I have to get done that I don't have time for nonsense you that is just doing your your one job that is it your one job and it's your one job that you're trying to work wield over me and my 57 jobs nah could never could never be me so it's I'm just trying to let go of that as well like letting go of what um, I've been told that this is how the industry works and you don't speak like this and you don't do this and you've got to post like this and no, I'm going to swear and I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to do what the fuck I want, you know? And I always say it even about this podcast, if I'd run it by people initially and said, I want to create a podcast and it's going to be called say your mind officially, then it's going to be called suck your mum unofficially. Oh no, I don't think you should do that. I do. Britain won't really fuck what Britain says that it wants. Yeah. Britain doesn't know what it wants. I know what Britain needs and Britain needs a big dose of truth. And guess what? I've got a pint glass. Okay. And that's what I'm out here giving to the girls, because if you can have your pubs open, have this pint of truth as well. Okay. So that's definitely the energy I feel like around the Hierophant and the eight of cups in reverse. It's like, yes, this is the way that we've been told is um, that things are going to go, but, but that doesn't work anymore. Those rules don't apply anymore. Let go of everything that you thought you knew and go this new way and trust yourself that everything will be fine. So then the card that I pulled from the messages from your angels card deck is the Archangel Michael. And it says here, I'm with you, giving you the courage to make life changes that will help you work on your divine life purpose. And ultimately, that's it. You know, I think that that's very, very important that we are divinely guided and protected as we make these changes, because a lot of people are going to want to kick back. Like, what do you mean you don't want to go back to the way things were? What do I don't have a new solution. So you can't have a new solution. We have to continue doing things the way we've always done them. And that means that you, blackity black, you only get this um, amount and and that you're gonna like it that way no I'm not no I'm not and you can think it's rude you can think I'm bright and feisty that's for you that's for you to deal with with your demons 
I'm not doing that. And I feel like the more we show up in the world saying, no, I don't want that. That's not for me. No, that won't serve my highest good. We move closer towards our soul purpose and our soul mission. And that's all I'm really focused on right now. Like what are the things I'm here to do? Who are the people that I'm here to affect positively? How can I continue to grow and look at where I've come from to where I am now? You know, those are the things I'm interested in. Anything else, I don't care. I don't care. The card that came out with that also is child, um, orphan. And it says here, light attributes, independence based on learning to go it alone, conquering fear of surviving. Shadow attributes, feeling of abandonment that stifle maturation, seeking inappropriate surrogate families. And I think that that is important because we're almost being, in this situation, nobody knows what to do everyone's still trying to figure it out so there are no leaders there is I don't feel like there are anyway um so there are no real leaders and and so many people on social media and things like that are used used to attaching themselves to somebody and letting that person kind of navigate where they go and what's happened is that we've all of those kind of physical leaders and and celebrities and things like that, they've been picked away and like they've been moved away or they've been shown as human. So we understand that we've only got the divine mother and father. That is what we've got. And our divine siblings, like that is what we've got. We've got our ancestors. We've got the, that those are the divine um, family that we have. And then yes, of course we can have a physical family, but it's not to keep looking for somebody to worship. Like some people are so, scared to trust their own divinity that they've always got to look for someone to fucking worship and that's what I kick against even on my social media pages especially like things like Instagram where I put out something and people are like oh my god this is the truth this is oh my god I'm gonna follow this person and I'm gonna do this and it no because again what you're trying to do is the same violence that you've learned elsewhere trying to push me up onto a pedestal and it's that same pedestal that you're gonna try and kick me off of I'm human and sometimes I say things that bang other times I just mind my business and tap my pom-pom it is what it is yeah it is what it is yeah you have to just let people be who they are case in point jesus jesus came through man like jesus man like jesus came through yeshua came through and just like oh hi guys i'm jehovah like this is what you need to do um this is the eternal truth be present be kind love one another peace out People didn't want to hear that. It was like, no, 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 no. I must now worship Jesus specifically as the man. I'm and oh no, I'm, I'm although I'm telling you I'm worshiping him as the uh, worshiping him as the Son of God. I'm going to worship Jesus. But you're not. You're so focused on Jesus that you're not focused on the truth that he came to bring you. That's why a lot of you will call yourself I'm Christian. I'm Christian. I'm Christian. But you move mad. You move mad. Like you move mad in ways that tells me that you're not. You haven't even paid attention to what. Christ actually said you don't you you weaponize it you 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 invert what has been said because you don't want to hear the truth because you're still working from a place of being lack and still looking for somebody to to hold on to and 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 to displace all of your insecurities onto rather than having that responsibility and that ownership for the way that you are navigating your life and knowing that you're divinely guided in that navigation or on that journey so that's my little um you know my little thing to say about it so yes just stop worshiping people and stop looking for for leaders look for community yeah that's a that's that's a difference um and pile three pile three we've got um seven of wands in reverse 
Seven of Wands in reverse, the situation being that, I don't know if some people are trying IVF. Hmm, that came to me. Maybe someone's trying IVF. But, or maybe just trying to get pregnant. Um, That is a thing that just, I, 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 you know, I can tell you how that came to my mind, but it would be very weird to explain to you. But, um, yeah, even if that's not the case for you personally, there is this energy of trying to implant something, trying to, to put something into the ground and to create something um, sturdy for yourself and something that you want desperately to last but you're doing so in a manner that's not allowing you to think straight because you've got the king of swords in reverse and for some people it could be another thing it could be like you're putting effort into a relationship that's actually just not going to go your way because the person you're putting effort into isn't someone that's going to reciprocate all of this effort and they're pretty much not worth it sorry to say it like that but i'm just saying what i'm i'm feeling what i'm feeling yeah no, I'm honestly saying what I'm feeling. And yeah, you're putting effort into somebody that's just not worth it. Um, they're not going to see the value in who you are. And again, this is this idea of, oh, I'll be, you know, I'll be a, the best partner. Or specifically when we're looking at like misogyny and misogynoir. I, oh, I'm going to be a good woman. A good black woman is strong. She's there for her man. She takes all of his shit. She's patient. She cooks. She cleans. And she da-da-da. And she da-da-da. And she da-da-da. And it's like, uh-uh. Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired? You're doing all of this for somebody who can't even wash their bum. Ah. Let them wash their bum first. Let them cream for, you know, God, 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 God. I'm calling upon you right now. Let these men cream the in-between of their fingers you know the the, the webby bit that those bits let let the moisturizer make it through to that bit first yeah let that happen before you're now w worried about the effort that you are putting into the partnerships that you're entering into if they can be so on time to go and get their um shape up that when the barbers opened they were so happy ah, oh, my barber, my barber, my barber, I can go and get my shape up. There's that commitment to the barber. There is that, you know, love and um, honoring of the barber looking forward to getting that shape up. If they can do that, there's also space in their head for them to be able to do other things and to also make you a priority. So let them show the love that they show their barbers and we can go from there and also to just moisturize in between their fingers. That, that would be very helpful. So it's just, um, in one regard is that relationship aspect. And then in the other part, it's the idea that, um, yeah, the focus that some of you are putting on something, especially if it's like birthing related, it's not allowing you to think straight. It's not allowing you to make, um, cool decisions. And if it's a case of you now feel like you're ready to have a child, because of the focus on just being ready, you might be making other people um, compatible for that um, journey with you when they're not. They're not. They're not. They're ill-equipped 
for that journey probably emotionally and mentally so that's what it feels like it doesn't feel physical because i'm, I'm not seeing wands here and it's a sword so i just feel like they're mentally they haven't reached the space where they could honor such a journey with somebody like you never mind i'll find someone like you i wish nothing but the best for you too don't forget me, I beg. I've better stop before they come for me. Um, but yeah, never mind. I will find someone like you. You will find somebody that's more suited to the path that you are on. And for others, it's just stop rushing. The things will happen. Think straight. Take a breather. Take a cup of tea. Uh, the card that you got from the messages from the angels card deck is Rochelle. And it says, as you honor and follow the guidance of your heart, prosperity is coming to you now, which is why I said that the thing is coming that you want. Haha, <laughs> coming. Um, no, the thing is coming that you want, but you just take time, take time, take time, take time. Like, make sure, Omar, shine your eyes, see clearly, see clearly. Okay. Um, and the card from the archetype deck is guide. And it says here, light attributes represents the nature of the divine in life and in yourself. Shadow attribute places financial gain and control over imparting spiritual insight. Hmm. That's interesting. But um, I, the focus for me on that is the um, light attribute bit because it came up upright. So um, trust the divinity in yourself and trust the divinity unfolding with you within you as it should don't be impatient try to remain present in every moment and that way you'll make the best decision for your future self because your future self is counting on you right now to not fuck this up i know you won't you're listening to this so you won't but you know just be present in every moment okay and that's that for the tarot reading let me quickly quickly before share your magnificence then big up um my first show sponsor this week which is we are the wild be right back so i'm back as he back to back 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 to big up the this week's show sponsor who are um we are wild Amazing, amazing, amazing. So basically, Wild is a natural deodorant company that focuses on performance, sustainability and style. So they've taken the power of nature and they've created like and they've actually created an effective like it is effective, long lasting deodorant that's free of aluminium and parabens um, whilst also being cruelty free and vegan. So uh, how do Americans say aluminium again? Aluminum. Aluminum. Anyway, that's by the by. <laughs> I just thought I'd say that. Um, so anyway, the um, deodorant is stylish and reusable um the wild applicator so the applicator how you go form 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 on your armpit that um is reusable and it's made from durable aluminium and recycled plastic uh details to ensure it lasts for years not months and meanwhile their deodorant refills are 100 biodegradable recyclable and plastic free so they come in like little bamboo um kind of like wrapper things so that's biodegradable biodegradable if you've got compost and you're really out here being um one with the earth like you can um it's biodegradable and you can do that and so it makes it the first like in the world design um and they're just raising the bar pretty much and so it, it starts from 12 pounds 
And the refills are available on a flexible subscription for just £5 per refill. Wild offers five scintillating scents. Uh, I got myself the Coconut Dreams. That's the one that I got. Coconut Dreams, they've got Mint Fresh, Rose Blush and Bergamot. Uh, rituals and orange zest um i really like the coconut one because it's got like i think a hint of shea butter as well and so there are also four case colors to choose from so you can basically just really customize your order i wanted mine to look snazzy so i got a like nice i think i got um the mine's the what would you call that color it's like blue is it teal but yeah mine's just cute anyway and then i've got my coconut refill and i'm just out here smelling like a pina colada baby but uh, yeah i just really like it so Natural deodorants. I was a bit funny when I saw this because I was just like, huh? Nat- what? Natural witting. Because sometimes some of these natural deodorants, not only do they not work, but you just walk around smelling somehow. Like you, you can smell someone and be like, oh, yeah, they're wearing natural deodorant. Allow it. But um, these ones actually smell really, really nice and they work. So um, it's fully sustainable in terms of design because of the casing and the biodegradable uh, refill packaging and everything. And it's super convenient. So the refills are designed to fit straight through your letterbox whenever you need them. So there's a flexible subscription option or you can just purchase one off. Now, the fact that it's so convenient and they've got like this cute little box that it comes in as well. Because it's so convenient, there is no reason for anybody to be smelling frowsy on public transport now if you have the means to not smell frowsy, you know. Use this. You know, use this. It's it's there. I know that a lot of us are wearing masks now on public transport, but that smell still goes through. So this is convenient. Like, fam, they'll send it through your letterbox. If you're struggling to go to the supermarket to just go and buy the ting, they'll send it through your letterbox, yeah? So... You've got all of that. It's aluminium, paraben, and single-use plastic-free, as well as vegan and cruelty-free. You've got your customizable orders. It's eco-friendly, all natural ingredients. Um, so no harsh chemicals um, that you find in antiperspirants. And it's made in the UK. And it just smells amazing. So... Yeah, you get an exclusive 20% off your first wild deodorant purchase on their website. So it's wearewild.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-W-I-L-D.com. It's free shipping in the UK with 100% satisfaction guarantee. And you can use the code STRAWS at the checkout. That's the code STRAWS at checkout at wearewild.com. So go wild today and get yourself this natural refillable deodorant that genuinely works. You can order by going to we wearewild.com and you'll get 20% off your first order when you use the code straws at checkout that's wearewild.com code sta sta s-t-r-a-w-s at checkout for 20% off enjoy yourself go and smell like a baby girl baby boy baby non-binary okay now for share your magnificence so for share your magnificence my first First, Shea Magnificence goes out to Bolan Le Tajuddin, um, who is the founder of Black Blossoms. And she's just a baby girl, just wonderful, wonderful human. And Bolan Le's basically, uh, well, what she's gone ahead is, um, and done is created Black Blossoms School of Art. It's an online um, art and culture um, platform that you, um, the aim is to decolonize, deconstruct and, yeah, democratize the art landscape and just to shake it up with the current education system and the way that it is and for the fact that it's completely online it means that um different you know uh, people from all around the world will have access to it and I think that that's what we really need now not these um old buildings institutions that we believe to um by going to them give us some kind of 
uh, indication of our intelligence and whatever the fuck when actually the lecturers are wayward as fuck. So um, Bolanle wants to change that. And I just think it's brilliant that she's created her own school of art. Like, why not? Why the fuck not? You know, so big up yourself, Bolanle. Two slaps on your chest for just being out there, for thinking outside of the box. I rate you and I appreciate you. Well done. Uh, my next Shay on Magnificence goes out to uh, Sideman All Day, aka David Whiteley, who um, he's hilarious. Like I met him when I did the, the one of these one extra talks when we go to different schools and talk to school children about our journey to um, how we kind of got into our careers and things and to just like motivate them and stuff. And I met him there. And I guess that what happened when I met him is that, how do I say this? Sometimes I meet black guys. Yeah. And I, and I almost expect them to dislike me because of the way that certain black guys behave online. Obviously I know lots of black guys personally in my life who are like amazing and they're just like just brilliant guys and I love them with all of my heart but generally when I'm meeting other people who know of me online I'm almost expecting them if they're black guys to not really vibe with me or to be chatting with people who dislike me or something like that so I think that I just wasn't um I didn't really go ahead to kind of like make an effort really to chat I was obviously very nice I keep saying obviously I was like really you know nice and just calm and civil yeah but then when I started hearing him speak I was just like no this guy's really cool maybe because he's not from London maybe that's another thing he's not originally from London so maybe the the madness is with the some of the black guys in London maybe but he just he just gave off an energy a vibe that I just thought was really cool and he's just extremely funny um and we're like okay yeah we'll follow each other and so we started following each other and I just expected at some point he'll stop following me because you know like I'm, you know, how I talk and the things that I say. Yeah, no, he's still there. And actually on his page, he's talking to things too. So I just thought this is brilliant. But what really, really got me is that during this pandemic, he has really kind of blossomed, <laughs> black blossomed. Um, he is really like blossomed in like, he's just saying what he needs to say. And it is what it is. And I really, really rate that about him specifically because the BBC twice, twice the BBC showed um, the news and then another sh- um, report where they the white people reporting said the word nigger there was no need for them to say it because they'd never say any other slur to do with any other demographic but for some reason it's okay for them to say nigger and that they would have gone through um editorial meetings and stuff and it would have gone through why they shouldn't um do this but they would have said they said oh no well we decided to go ahead with it because the family um one of the reports they said that the family um of what they were reporting that they were reporting on um who had been uh, racially abused um they said that they gave permission it doesn't matter if they gave permission i might not want to hear it on tv you want my for me to pay my tv license but you <laughs> but you want to then come and swear at me oh but rappers say it all the time i'm not a rapper though and i'm telling you that i didn't want to hear it 
And the thing is, the BBC's funny in all these other regards because they don't... Like, I've gone on podcasts and things that done things that are linked to the BBC and the amount of rules... My God, the amount of rules. So it's like, how do you have all of these rules for these things? But then when it comes to, oh, nigger, any white person can be saying it on TV, live. What, what's, what, what does that even mean? And the fact is, now when you're called out about it, like, boom we find this really, really disrespectful because there's been lots of complaints sent in. You're now doubling down on what you've done. And this is why it's sometimes, obviously, you know, I love um, the good sis, uh, June Sarpong and um, everything else. But sometimes I feel like they do all of these things at the BBC, like they'll give you a, a TV show, like small acts that's coming out soon, or they'll have like the head of creative diversity someone like um, our good sis, Auntie June Sarpong, they'll have someone like that, but they still continue being violent. So why are you putting these people, why why are you showing these TV shows if, you, um, if you're not planning to change yourself? Um, why are you hiring people if you're putting them in awkward positions because you're just insisting on being extremely violent? It's, it's just wild. So when I saw that basically um, David, Sideman, had said that he's quitting his um, position at One Extra because he's a One Extra um, host. He said that he's quitting the role because there's no money and position that he can have there that will make it okay for them to do what they're doing because it's a slap in the face to him and people who look like him and have had his experiences. And I feel like this is the Mars, um, the um, the Mars in Aries energy that we're going to see for like the next six months, definitely, where people are going to step out and step um, up against institutions to say, no, what you're doing is unfair. And I may be won by commas 10,000, like we've been told. And, and, and that's what I truly believe about me. Like, I'm able to do this podcast. I'm able to say the things that I say on social media and do the things that I'm doing because you might see me as one person, but let me tell you from now, the spirits that ride with me, the ancestors that ride with me, you would be a fool. You would be a motherfucking fool to think that it's me that you're going to bring down because what's actually going to happen is that centuries of warriors are going to come and they're going to bust boss and they'll lambast your life and you fuck you up on a major, on a major scale. Like I'm not even like hyping up the thing. I'm just letting you know that that, that is literally how it works. And that's the energy that I feel for um, David as well. The fact that for him to make that decision where other people are kind of cowering and they're happy to have their cute things where it's just like, oh, well, you know, I, I posted this or I said this and I've done my bit and I'm going to be the change from the inside. You're kind of lying to yourself because what kind of change really can you be from the inside? Like they're not going to listen to you. You're not going to bring down an inherently a problematic institution like that or organization like that from the inside. Do you how? So it's about letting them know that you can't keep capitalizing and you can't keep um, um, profiting off having us here when you're disrespecting us in all, you know, in different manners every single fucking day. So I loved that um, David Sideman, um, Sideman Whiteley was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I quit. That is the... I, I'm, obviously, I'm not telling all of you, man, to go and quit your jobs in this pandemic. Definitely not. But I just, I really respect that. I, I think it's a very brave, very bold thing to do to really activate your throat chakra in that way and just be like, nah, fuck this shit. I'm not doing it anymore. And it just goes to show that not everybody can be bought, you know? Not everybody can be bought. And. I rate it. I absolutely rate it. So, two slaps on your chest, David. 
I think that what you're doing is wonderful, true king, true baby boy, like walking your truth and know that you might look like you're just on your own, but there are many, many, many people physically and spiritually that are riding with you. So that's my Shea Your Magnificence out of the way. Then I've got a Shea Your Magnificence letter. This is my confessions. Just when, no, that's not even a confession. So I don't know why I'm, I'm sending you a four page letter and I enclose it with a kit. <laughs> Woo. Wasn't hitting that note, boy. Boy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, this letter says dear Kalechi I hope this email finds you well I wanted to begin by thanking you for all of the work that you do and for giving us the gift that is say your mind your talent knows no bounds well don't know after just hearing me sing that uh, and it's an inspiration to us all this week I would love to nominate my partner Layla for share your magnificence Layla does bits and is a true Virgo Seeking perfection in everything that she does, Layla funded herself through university, working four jobs whilst also studying full time, running the university's pole society and competing in and winning titles in national pole competitions. During this time, Layla also appeared on regular panels for the New Black Film Collective, a nation network. A nationwide, a nationwide network of film exhibitors, educators and programmers of black representation on screen and on a Black Lives Matter panel with Patrice Cullors. Lee, um, graduation, Layla graduated with a 2-1 in um, psychology. She has source. Layla is an incredibly talented pole dancer and instructor, as you already know, ha ha ha, and um, works very hard to develop and perfect her craft. A few months ago, Layla founded Black Stage, an inclusive platform that showcases Black and POC pole dancers who are often marginalized by the whitewashed mainstream pole community throughout lockdown Layla used black stage to host giveaways from major pole brands and gift expensive pole equipment to black pole dancers and create some joy in an emotionally draining time recently black stage also compiled and published a shareable resource highlighting black and poc owned studios and instructors in the uk Layla has also collaborated with serena who runs the celestial aerial arts studio to create an inclusive pole dictionary as all current major pole publications only show white thin bodies Layla works really hard to decolonize pole to ensure that pole is a safe welcoming and accessible space to everyone and to ensure that the history and roots of pole are not whitewashed she works tirelessly for her community and for her students and manages to achieve so much whilst also juggling a full-time day job Layla is undeniably a queen of multitasking and a force of change in the pole community I nominate Layla for Share Your Magnificence because whilst she acknowledges the work that she has done and the things that she's achieved, I don't think she fully understands how remarkable she truly is. Thank you again for taking the time to read this and for always saying your mind and for giving others the confidence to do the same with much love and gratitude. Um, <laughs> don't worry, Flat. I don't mind, dear. I, I'm not, I don't, I, I don't mind it. <laughs> so, um, no, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much, Flair. Um, Layla's a baby girl. If you've come to the live show before, you would have seen Layla perform on the pole. And I've told you before, like, she's an absolute angel, Virgo queen, baby girl, love her to bits. It's weird because I'm not used to energy like Layla's. Like, she's such, like, a lovely soul. Like, I remember when she started coming to the studio and then she'd, like, stay behind and go, do you need help with anything? And I was a bit weirded out because I was just like, nobody offers to help me with anything. Like, this is uh, so weird for me. But... 
I've grown to appreciate that and understand that sometimes people see you and and that's good, you know, that's nice and and it's beautiful. And Layla really, really sees people and she always wants the best in whichever um, environment she finds herself in to make that place as, as loving and as wonderful as possible. When I say someone has good vibes, like Layla genuinely has good vibes, like I love her two bits. Um, she's just, she's just absolutely wonderful. And she's the other day she sent me a message and she was just like, Oh, when the studio reopens, can we make sure that, um, the teachers, um, are asked, introduce themselves and they say their preferred pronouns and they ask students to say their preferred pronouns too. And all of that. And I just thought that this is what we need, uh, like just a queen that's just really out here saying, you know, let's remember this and let's do that. Like, I love her. I love Layla. So thank you, Fleur, for nominating Layla because she's incredible and she's greatly appreciated. So a thousand slaps on your chest, Layla, because you are truly a Virgo babe, a true baby girl, a beautiful pole dancer, and um, the world would just not be the same without your sparkle. So thank you. And thank you, Fleur. So that's that for Share Your Magnificence. And I think that what I must do now before going on to say your mind is talk about the other show sponsor so i'll do that tray quickly so before so you mad bigging up uh, the um show sponsors this week skillshare notice that i'm not adding my extra s like i love to add skillshare if we see it sounds like i'm doing it again <laughs> So Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. So you can explore new skills, deepen existing passions and just get generally lost in creativity. They offer uh, creative classes designed for real life and all the circumstances that come with it. So these lessons can help you stay inspired to express yourself and introduce you to a community of like millions of people. I... Uh, me and this guitar, yeah, I'm still kind of doing my bits with the guitar, but if that's just not going to be something that I'm, because I don't get lots and lots of time in between like looking after Lev and like doing things with Lev and stuff and having a baby, but I, um, as well as the doing the guitar stuff, I want to maybe try the creative breakthrough eight exercises to power your creativity, confidence and career. And that's taught by, um, a Danielle Chris, a Chris, so I might try that. I mean, I feel like, do I need more power to my creativity? Maybe not. Cause then maybe I'll be a super Saiyan, but why not see? Because there's always something to learn. Like there's no way that you just like that, you know, everything and maybe it will help me work in a more streamlined way. So yeah, there's just things like that, that I'll, um, that I check out on Skillshare, just looking for something else to keep me going, uh, really. So you can get memberships with Skillshare that have meaning with just so much to explore real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives. Um, Skillshare truly like empowers you to accomplish real growth. So uh, members get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects from a community of millions. And it's incredibly affordable, especially when you compare it to pricey in-person classes and workshops as well. So explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com slash straws. That's skillshare, S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E.com forward slash straws. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. So get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com slash straws. 
Go get your life. Go get your life. Yeah. Now for So You Mad, what's hilarious is that I think this is the first time that I've had the person who was uh, one of the people mentioned for Share Your Magnificence be the person to send in a So You Mad. But it just goes to show you Layla's, you know, drive for wanting a better world. And I just have to stand an outspoken queen, you know. So this letter is from Layla that says, hi, Kalechi, I hope you're well. I'm writing in for the third time now. You know me, I can't keep away. (laughs) First of all, I want to say thank you for everything you do. Actress, director, founder of Sally in HR, studio owner, choreographer, twerk innovator, tarot reader, podcast creator, chef, mother, comedian, writer, fitness expert, and expert in all fields and lyricist. I love you so much and it's an honor to know you. Thank you. Wow, that's, woo, I feel brighter. Thank you. Also, thank you for recommending BetterHelp. I found the most wonderful therapist who I vibe with on such a deep level. I even told her to listen to SYM and she listened to Zodiac Clocks and loved it like I knew she would. I'm writing to you today to nominate a few people for So You Mad this week. Since performative Black Squares Week, Both my personal Instagram and Black Stages Instagram has had a lot of attention. I previously mentioned on an Instagram story that a poll organization's poll Bible of all white pollers is a perfect example of the erasure of blackness within the poll industry. Since then, they followed me and shared my page. How fake. Anyway... I clicked on their profile for some reason and saw that a white woman had commented that there isn't a huge amount of BAME, as in B-A-M-E, people in the poll industry. Okay. The poll organization uh, page replied, yes, agreed. And then a well-known poll dancer who is a white man commented and he had been speaking, um, that he had been speaking about this. And the two of them were going back and forth talking about doing research and brainstorming for ideas. The caucasity, the rage of hellfire erupted in my stomach and I poured and poured out of my eyes. Oh, baby. How fucking dare they? I had to chime in and tell them that it's their erasure that makes it seem like we're not here, but we are. Pole dancing, especially the sexy style that people enjoy so much, was founded by black and brown sex workers. We exist in the pole industry on a large scale our craft has just been appropriated and our history and presence erased it fills me with hot rage to see these people's movements there is nothing more colonial than their attitudes entering someone's land and saying you founded it it's a similar form of violent racism to what they're doing being a guest in this art form stealing from us dominating it erasing us and then wondering where we are when they're standing on us and denying us access and pretending we don't exist at every opportunity. I want to nominate all of these arrogantly ignorant white racist clouty gatekeepery pole dancers for a straw because I really cannot stand them. Okay, so we can give them a straw early. Yes. Um, In addition to this, I would also like to nominate FKA Twigs for constantly appropriating sex work culture, then deleting the comments of sex workers who have called her out on this. After being called out for silencing sex workers, she released some drippy statement about how she had some kind of proximity to sex workers, which in my opinion is a joke. And as a sex worker, I find it a reach and I don't care. She might as well have just said, my aunt's dog's pet flea's toenail once had a speck of bacteria that sneezed near a sex worker, because that is as irrelevant that is as relevant as her claimed proximity as far as I'm concerned. 
It's also funny how this post followed her getting dragged in various articles for appropriating sex work culture and silencing sex workers. If she was one of us or an ally, why would she be deleting comments? Anyway, this statement bothered me for those reasons and the fact that she chose an image of what looked like her looking sad and defeated with her head in her hands. It's just felt like she was doing white women's tears and trying to access some kind of sympathy instead of taking accountability for her appropriation and doing better. In addition to this, she shared a lot of sex work organisations but said nothing about black sex workers and the struggles we face, especially seeing as we are campaigning for black sex workers' rights now more than ever. If she would have been, it would have been a great time to mention the Black Sex Worker Relief Fund or other resources to help black trans sex workers in the UK or share information on fighting colorism in UK clubs. I find her beyond performative and annoying. So my nomination goes to white and white proximal pole dancers who shamelessly appropriate art forms founded by black people and act like they're doing bits when they're actually doing clownery. Thank you for taking the time to read this. All my love, Layla. But you know, when people do clownery, the clown comes back to what? Motherfucking bite. Okay. I think this is so, so interesting um, that you that you sent it through because I've been thinking a lot about this recently, um, about how pole fitness is sanitized, I would call it, like for want of a better word, that, that people try to make it because they see like sex workers dirty, right? So they want to have pole fitness, like have all of the things, have it mainly dominated by white women and white people generally. Um, and at every opportunity denigrate black people. Like I've mentioned on the show before, when that um, pole dancer decided that they were going to do blackface because they wanted to represent Whoopi Goldberg sister act in one of their performances. And the way the rest of the pole industry was like, oh, well, they've said sorry. So I accept their apology. How are you accepting the motherfucking apology that wasn't directed at you, you fucking pricks? How? But again, Anyone who knows me knows that I don't rock with the pole industry, the pole dance industry as a whole. I'm not their friend. I'm not their friend. Yeah, I don't. Because to me, there's just so much violence in the way that they behave in like the erasure and the anti-blackness that I see everywhere. Like the first pole dance studio that I started at, where I even went to learn pole dance, ended up teaching there, all of them things everything ended on bad terms. Like when I decided that it was time for me to leave, when they saw how popular my twerk classes were getting, they started moving wild. I still have the emails to this day. Like, how are you upset that the classes are doing well? I'm still getting the same fucking 25 pounds an hour. You're the one getting all of the profit from the fact that my classes are doing well. And I clocked that. So now I'm going because you're taking a piece. I'm going, I'm going to go and do my own thing. And then you start sending me emails. Like, first of all, you don't have the learns. Yeah. You don't have the learns. You don't have the knowledge. You don't have the wisdom to ever come up against someone like me and tell me what I can and can't do. So obviously I had to drag them and body them before I left. And so now I'm out here doing my thing and thriving, minding my business. I don't even, you know, I don't even look over at them because all I ever saw there was the very horrible ways that they would really disrespect the black teachers and just get away with it because the black teachers felt like, you know, they didn't have enough support and they'd be talking in private WhatsApp groups instead of just calling out the owners point blank, like what you're doing is horrible, but they won't. And so I don't try to make friends really within the pole dance industry with other studios and things like that. I just face my front, generally speaking, because I don't want the hassle. I don't want to have to tell people about their entire anal passage because they refuse to respect black women so no I don't have I don't have time for it but in, when it comes to sex work specifically yeah it's like everyone wants to talk about oh 
um, yeah, you know, this is pole fitness. It's not like that sort of pole. It's not, what do you mean? It's not like that sort of pole. It's like when I was invited onto BBC news and the, um, reporter was like, oh, but people think that maybe throwing the throwing of money can be degrading. And I was just like, well, first of all, it's part of my culture in Nigeria. Like we throw money at people to celebrate them. And even if you're linking it to, um, dancers who have, who are, have money given to them in that way, why is that degrading to who, to who you took your fucking money there. So who is it degrading to who? And so it's, it's, it's just, you know, to me, it's, it's the, it's the hatred of the divine feminine. It's the hate. It's, it's just the misogyny, specifically misogynoir. Again, that is what is perpetuated in these situations. So no, I agree with you, Layla. Like they love to pretend like, Oh, where are all the black pole dancers? And this is why Delijah, um, created, um, Elijah Franklin, this is why she created Black Girls Pole, to have a page where it showed black pole dancers. So you can't lie and say that black pole dancers are, are not here. And so that's why it's wonderful, Layla, that you've created Black Stage, because again, it's like, no, 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 here we are. And that's a Black Stage with an X instead of an A um, with the black. Um, so you're like, yeah, look, no, 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 we are here. So stop pretending like we're not. Oh, heavens, where do we find the black pole dancers? Oh, 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 gosh. It's all bullshit. It's all absolute bullshit. And it's it's age old. Let's take the things that are being done over here and pretend to shake our little booties and to be liberated while we ignore the people who face violence every day for, for, for living this actual life and living this actual reality. So I appreciate your So You Mad, um, Layla. Thank you for sending it through. But that's that's nice to have a magnificence and a So You Mad, just to show you the, the, the range and to show you exactly that Layla's really about that life. So my next show, So You Mad, is... What do I have here? Oh, yeah, here we go. A man was shot... A white man was shot... No, a, ma- a white man shot at a store clerk after he was asked to wear a mask. Well, I just found this... Um, just hilarious just hilarious because i want you to clock the fuckery adam zaborowski or the as the americans might call him zaborowski 35 opened fire at the staff of a cigar store in bethlehem township in i think it's uh pennsylvania i don't know um after he refused to wear a mask in the store police say um when a cigar shop clerk told adam Zaborowski on Friday he had to wear a mask um in the shop the 35 year old angrily refused instead he grabbed two stogies stormed outside and then pulled a handgun um, a handgun and shot at the clerk um the next day cornered near his home Zaborowski allegedly fired at police with an AK47 wheel up wheel it up wheel it up wheel it up wheel up the blood clerk boom the next day cornered near his home Zaborowski allegedly fired at police with an AK-47 sparking a wild shootout with at least seven officers that ended with him shot multiple times and under arrest the case is the latest violent incident tied to arguments over mandatory mask orders, but Zaborowski's reaction was driven by his own intense difficulty with the pandemic, his attorney claimed. Before the shootout, Zaborowski had lost his job and had also recently lost custody of his child. Well, I hope so. I hope so, you wild, mad man. 
he just wasn't dealing well with the loss of his job, the loss of his child, just not handling the pandemic well. That's interesting. Let's infantilize white men. He wasn't handling it well. So what about the people, the black people um, and, and the, um, the other um, marginalized communities who are dying disproportionately from um, COVID-19? How should they be handling it? Are they going around shooting people? Are they? No, but it's Zaborowski that we've got to feel sorry for because he can't handle it well. If white men are so inept and is so incapable of handling life, maybe they should just sit this one out. Just sit on the sidelines and let everybody else get on with it because what you're doing right now is actually mad. So the... um um. The attorney said that while noting that these factors don't justify his violent conduct, I think he was just getting stretched too tight. In recent weeks, police say arguments over masks have led to the vicious beating of a Trader Joe's employee in New York and a fatal shooting of a family dollar store security guard in Michigan and the shooting of a McDonald's worker in Oklahoma. That violence adds more challenges for retail uh, stores and restaurants where workers are left to dictate mask rules that authorities often haven't given police the option to enforce. Zaborowski's alleged rampage started Friday morning um, at Cigars International in Bethlehem Township, where he adamantly argued uh, he didn't have to wear a mask, even after a store clerk um, offered to serve him curbside. Instead, Zaborowski pulled out a sheet of paper to point out a line in Pennsylvania state law that he insisted proved he didn't have to wear a mask. A witness to the scene told this news wherever, wherever, in fact, Pennsylvania, I was right, it was Pennsylvania, which has had more than 113,000 cases of COVID-19 and more than 7,200 deaths made masks mandatory in most locations from July 1st. Um, after... Zaborowski walked out without paying for his cigars. Police said he fired his gun once in the air and twice at a clerk who confronted him outside. Multiple customers were also sitting outside the shop in the direction he fired. The next morning, police and state troopers were waiting to arrest Zaborowski outside of his home when he hopped in a truck and drove off. Wow. <laughs> there, uh, when they stopped him nearby, he jumped out of the vehicle and started firing at police with the AK-47 and a semi-automatic handgun. Both um, the Slatenton um, Borough officer and troopers returned fire and struck Zaborowski. Um, Zaborowski was hit in the buttocks and leg. Um, Waldron said he um, is expected to recover. Wow. I think that that is amazing. If you needed proof of white privilege, white male privilege, there you have it. That's all, folks. That is it right there. This motherfucker didn't want to wear a mask. They told him to wear a mask. He decided to shoot in the air bus one shot in the ear and then two shots in the direction of the store clerk. All right, cool. He was now able, cause I'm sure they called the police at that point. He was now able to go home. And the next day is when the police came to come and arrest him. And now when they arrived to arrest him, he got in his car. He was able to get in his car. Breonna Taylor got shot in her fucking bed by the police but he was able to get in his car and drive a little way off they now stopped him when he started driving a little way off and he started he opened fire with an ak-47 and a semi-automatic handgun and they managed to apprehend him alive wow 
Wow. You would almost think it's possible to arrest people and keep them alive. So what keeps happening to black people? Hmm? What keeps happening to the African-Americans that you are struggling to apprehend them alive? What? And keep them alive, you know, for that matter. What? Because so many would like to know. So many of us would like to know. Because when... I see these fucking racists talking. Like, it really pisses me off when I see these fucking racists talking online, talking about, well, they should have, the blacks got killed because they weren't following the rules. You should have listened to the police officer. The police officer asked him to step out of the car and he wasn't listening. So, but the... But is, is, is this guy listening? Is this Zaborowski? Is he listening to the orders? No, he did exactly everything he wanted to do. He broke every rule. He had a disregard for the authorities when they came to come and get his clerk and he's still alive. Yeah, they shot him in the buttocks and the leg. Fine. Notice they didn't aim at his head. They didn't aim at his chest. They didn't aim at... No, that it was his buttocks and his leg. So there is a care that is given to white people's lives that is not given to black people's lives. So when people tell you that black lives matter, it is not for you and your stinky fucking unwashed stupid mouth. Your mouth that has never fucking known seasoning a day in its life. All those taste buds for what? You'll now use that to come and open your mouth and talk about, well, our lives matter. Are all lives, do all lives truly matter, you bitch? Because look, I just read that story and I thought must be nice, must be extremely nice because <laughs> others have been killed for less, much less. So my next So You Mad goes out to Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, um, who are unreservedly sorry for having their wedding at a slave plantation in Charleston County, a place called uh, Boone Hall um, in South Carolina. So um, Ryan Reynolds insisted that he and his wife... um, Um, Blake Lively will always be deeply and unreservedly apologetic for having the ceremony take place at the former plantation. He says, it's something we will always be deeply and unreservedly sorry for. It's impossible to reconcile what we saw at the time. Um, It's impossible to reconcile. What we saw at the time was a wedding venue on Pinterest. What we saw after was a place built upon devastating tragedy. Uh, Reynolds added that a mistake like that can either cause you to shut down or it can reframe things and move you into action. Um, In June, the couple donated $200,000 to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund in the wake of the death of George Floyd in the US. In an Instagram post, they both wrote, We look back and see so many mistakes which have led us to deeply examine who we are and who we want to become. They've led us to huge avenues of education. The two added that they're committed to raising their kids so they never grow up feeding this insane pattern and see that their donation is just the start. We want to use our privilege and platform to be an ally, they wrote, and to play a part in easing pain for so many who feel as though this grand experiment is failing them. Earlier this month, Reynolds launched a diversity mentorship program for his movie sets called the Group Effort Initiative. Uh, The star will personally finance the program, which will give people of colour the opportunity to work on titles the actor is involved with. Um... He says his trainees will be paid and accommodated um, um, run through his production company, Maximum Effort. The initiative aims to uh, set 10 to 20 
trainees up with a real life film experience in the home in the hopes of making the movie industry stronger and more dynamic with previously untapped talent um there are so so there are a number of issues that i have with um you'll hear in left come back um there are a number of issues i have with this statement right so you're telling me that when you were booking your wedding venue all you saw was a place on pinterest but the thing is you would have gone on their website so you were aware so stop trying to blame pinterest you were aware at the time that it was a for it's like you know that it's a former plantation you can't be that fucking dumb like you know that it's a former plantation you know that but you were happy to book it at the time because nobody could tell you anything now when you announce this initiative for um bringing untapped talent of people of color into the film industry people like me quote tweeted you and said yeah but you focus that effort on not having your weddings at slavery plantations because that's where you should start so talking about oh we're unreservedly sorry what the fuck is your sorry gonna do for anybody now you've already had your wedding you already had your wedding you've already done the things and you're all smiling up in your photos i just don't know how white people are able to um disassociate themselves from such violence would you go and have a wedding at a concentration camp no you would not no, no matter how much they they redid it and they made it fancy, you would not go and do that. But somehow, somehow it escapes it escapes your 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 knowledge and your your common sense that you should not go and have weddings and you should not go and be celebrating at, on land that so many people were 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 tortured and enslaved. Like what what even is that? And then now you're doing this initiative, which again, I have a problem with because everyday mentorship, everyday mentorship for black people, we don't need to be fucking mentored. A lot of us are actually overqualified for the fields that we're going into. We just want access into the industry. Stop mentoring people. Go away, go away. Stop mentoring people. Just open up the space. Let people come through. My best friend is like one of the most talented focus pullers like in the UK. But as a black person, they're having to navigate an industry that doesn't even really make space for them. That's That sucks. Always underestimated. Always having to prove their worth. Does my best friend now need um, a mentorship program? No, they do not. They don't. They just need access and then to be left the fuck alone. So even in them thinking, oh, yeah, well, we're doing something. We're trying to do something good. Maybe speak to some actual black people so they can tell you that sometimes this is not what we need. And there are better ways to use your platform and your privilege. Just listen and you'll be directed to where you can what you can better do to serve these communities that you're so trying to help. But I just can't believe that anyone is unaware that they're getting married on a plantation like fam. That is that's how they're always advertising it. You're trying to tell me that you saw a massive house, that stately home in South Carolina and you did not know that it was a plantation, a former plantation. You didn't know that. White people are exhausting. White people exhaust me. So that's um, that's so you mad. My last so you mad, which really gets me, is the fact that it says here that nearly forty percent of A level result predictions will be downgraded in England. So um, the way that they've gone about this uh, um, apparently is that because of the pandemic and students not being able to take their exams, teachers have had to submit like predicted grades for the students. So um, off. Uh, what, what are they called? A, um, Ofqual, that's it, Ofqual, who are the regulating bodies 
for the exam, um, the exam results and, you know, all of that stuff, they've basically gone, no, because we can't trust what teachers are sending through. We're going to use an algorithm to kind of work it out. The previous results that the, stu- the school was getting before and um, the previous grades that the student specifically was getting before. Um, and a lot of it bothers me because they're focusing a lot of effort also on comprehensive schools, not private schools. So it's more likely that working class um, um, students are going to be affected negatively by this because they're downgrading what does it say here? Analysis of the algorithm and data used by the exam regulator, of course, to distribute grades after the cancellation of exams amid the coronavirus pandemic found that the net um, that's a net 39% of the assessments of A-level grades by teachers are likely to be adjusted down before students receive their results. That would mean that nearly 300,000 A-levels issued are lower than the teacher than the teacher assessment of the more than 730,000 A-level entries in England this summer, including G- GCSEs, which are expected to have a similar downgrade rate. Close to a net 2 million teacher assessments will be adjusted downwards and in many cases ignored completely um the statistics are racist i'll just start there the stats and the way that people like to use these algorithms are inherently anti-black so i just want to start there and that's why i said that it's interesting that they're focusing on comprehensive schools but they're not going to second guess private schools who submit grades for their students because again it's about keeping the middle and upper classes where they are so if we're going to just assume that the comprehensive schools have um, more working class students they're going to be the ones who are negatively impacted within these schools and i'm thinking specifically somewhere like london where you've got lots of black students as well that the teacher already is already underestimating them so like i keep using my grades as an example one of a lot of my teachers said i was going to get a c I left with A stars, yeah? I left with A stars. So let's now say that that teacher gave me a C and then these lot go and downgrade me because of they're looking at my other grades and they're going downgrade it and they give me a D. What the fuck? Because all of you, man, were going to be wrong anyway. Like I could have studied my ass off at the last minute and managed to get the grades that I needed. Like, so you're predicting me a C, I could have still ended up with a B because I went and studied in that time. But you didn't, these students didn't get a chance to do that. That opportunity was taken away from them. And when we know how inherently anti-black a lot of teachers are, how they're very, very racist in a lot of the, the school system, this isn't going to serve black students. Like they're going to be on the receiving end of this in a more, in a de- like in a very, very detrimental way. So it says here that the most at risk of receiving a revised grade appear to be students on the border between B and C grades and between C and D grades and pupils at comprehensive schools with wide variations in attainment or patchy outcomes in courses over the three previous years of data that Ofqual is using to cap individual school results. Uh, Teachers will still have a significant influence on how grades are distributed in each school, having compiled the rankings that will determine which pupils receive the final grades allocated by Ofqual for their course. Um, Head teachers and exam officials in England say they fear a storm of controversy, even worse than that, that which has engulfed Scotland, where a quarter of teachers' predictions were adjusted by the Scottish Qualifications Authority. Experts say that Ofqual has barred individual pupils from appealing against their grades on academic grounds. Families should not waste time complaining, but instead contact college or university admissions offices to confirm their place, uh, confirm their places in the event of unexpectedly poor grades. And I think that's bullshit. 
bullshit. Like, how are you going to fuck up my life? How are you going to downgrade me, yeah? Because you man never even knew what I was going to get. All of you were underestimating me. So how are you now going to downgrade me? And I'm, I'm on a conditional offer. They need me to get a B. I was aiming to go and get that B. You've now downgraded me to a D because my, my teacher predicted me a C. What now? What now do I say to the university? Who will come and beg them for me? Who will come and beg them? Huh? Who will come and beg my mum for me? Who? So, like, this is why all of this sucks. And there is this is why we talk about institutional racism, systemic racism, because, like, look at how all of this is playing out and who is most likely to be affected by the rules that are put in place, by just all of the little dots that I've connected there. It's absolute bullshit. And then they're, they're saying, you don't come to us and bring it up to us. How can I not bring it to you when you're the one that gave me the stupid grade in the first place? I've got to bring it up to you. Why am I going to the university to go and beg them when you could have just changed the fucking grade in the first place? So... It's ridiculous. And then they go on to say, on results day, energy should be channeled into how each young person can progress swiftly with what they've been awarded rather than time lost on agonizing over an apparently controversial but fundamentally misleading difference between teacher grades and final grades. You should use your energy to suck your mother's. That's where you should have been really this week. You should have been in straw of the week because that is some absolute nonsense that you're spouting there and I hate you for it. And I'm so sorry if you're someone that's receiving their A-level grades and it's going to be lower or GCSE grades and it's going to be lower than you expected. Don't worry. Do not worry. You're still going to be out here doing the most amazing things. Don't let these little demons, don't let these obstacles seem like they're going to stop you in any way for being great. You are great you are divine and you will go on to you're already amazing as you are and you're already achieving amazing things just by uh, existing but you'll go on to do even more amazing things even plenty plenty of amazing things don't let those grades um dishearten you because this is a reset for all of us and a lot of those grades won't even matter in like what four years time can't take it easy take it easy because they're not going to get the last laugh in this regard and their asses will eventually be shown so that's that for so you mad i've got one straw of the week and we're gonna wrap it up so my straw of the week would you believe it surprise surprise goes out to the police again oh i'm exhausted how many straws can i hand out to one one institution how how many and in fact, this week I've even got my 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 workshop with um with them about anti racism, and I feel like I've got to bring up this specific clip as well. I've now got to in you know amend my my um my presentation to include this. Basically, um a black woman, a black NHS nurse, she's a nurse. Um, there's a video, and I think in my Sunday best, Shade, she was the one that caught the clip, or maybe someone else also caught it from another angle. But um, Shade was out in town and in Hertfordshire, and she saw a police arresting a black woman. They had her on the floor, stepping on her and all sorts. She had a mask over, like, on her face as well, so she was clearly adhering to the rules. But she went into a jewellery shop to go and ask for a refund, and I don't know what happened in that shop. Next thing, police were called, and they're dragging this woman, and she's on the floor. She's, like, I, th- I think she's wearing shorts. I think she's wearing shorts. But the way that they had her looking wild up in here because of the, the way that they were treating her, 
horrible. It says here, police have been criticized after a number of officers were filmed holding a black woman to the ground shortly after she demanded a refund from a nearby jewelry shop. Onlookers who filmed the incident said the woman appeared to have shown no signs of aggression and was not resisting when she was pinned to the pavement on Saturday morning. In distressing footage posted on social media, the woman who is understood to have uh, worked as a nurse for the NHS was seen crying and asking why she was being arrested. Do you hear that? The woman was crying, asking why she was being arrested. This is the country that we live in. She's crying, asking why she's being arrested. So if someone's crying, asking why she's being arrested, guess what the police haven't done? Told her why she's being arrested. We continue. The woman who appeared to have been handcuffed can be heard saying, all I did was ask for a refund. Why are they doing this to me? They listened to the white man. They didn't listen to me. All I wanted was a refund. I didn't break anything. I just wanted my customer rights. I didn't damage anything. It was plastic that got smashed. Um, Observers said the footage appeared to raise disturbing questions about the tactics used by some of the police officers when dealing with incidents involving black people. Um, I don't even know what to say anymore. I feel tired because a lot of police were like, uh, when the George Floyd thing happened and people, um, in Britain started filming more, um, their police interactions. We saw that video where the white police officer was like, Oh, why are you filming and jumping on the bandwagon? What do you mean? The fucking bandwagon? What do you mean? The bandwagon when you, it's not a bandwagon. It's not a trend. You are hurting black people in this country. You're disproportionately hurting them. You're stopping and searching them like it's the psychological warfare and it's the physical warfare constantly on black people and their bodies all of the time. This woman could have been, you know, me or my mum. And and it bothers me because I know what I'm like and I know how outspoken I am if I feel like I'm being mistreated. So I'm imagining myself walking into that jewellery store asking for my refund and because of the racism of the person, the racist nature of the person who's dealing with me, they decide that instead of giving me my refund that's part of my consumer rights, they're going to call the police on me instead and then the police is going to arrive and they're going to decide that, yes, okay, um, we're going to arrest her and drag her to the ground and roll her every which way. Is this life? Is this what black women have come to this world to come and to come and be um, used as? And this is the NHS nurse that you man were clapping for every Thursday, like fucking seals, like fucking sea lions. This is the, the NHS nurses that you lot were clapping for. These are the people that disproportionately are affected by COVID-19 because of themselves, because they're putting themselves forward to protect you. The police were just clapping for nurses the other day. Everyone not social distancing on that bridge. But all of a sudden, this is now the reality. You don't want to give nurses um, a pay rise. And and when it comes to the black nurses, let's drag them all around the floor. Let's roll them all up and down the street. I'm disgusted and I'm hurt. I'm hurt that this continues to happen to black women. That black women, like the respect that were due is nowhere to be found. We're silenced, we're shouted over, we're disrespected daily. And then when it comes to police, my God. Because someone wanted a a refund. But then we've got white men in America who are opening fire on police and they're still apprehended um, fairly safely. I just don't know what to make of this anymore. And it's so humiliating. I can't imagine what she felt in that moment, like being treated in that way. And all she asked for was a refund. 
and she mentioned something like plastic breaking. Fam, if you don't give me my refund, yes, everywhere's going to get trashed. It's what it is. Give me my refund. So uh, I don't know how many more straws the police want to have, but, you know, here's 15 million more. Here are 15 million more straws for you to suck out your mothers for the ways that you keep treating black people in Britain and then pretending like some cute little Zoom meetings is going to solve the problem. Cressida Dick, step the fuck down. You're useless as a commissioner. I don't. That doesn't mean I want Helen Ball or anyone else stepping up into her place because I feel like you're equally as useless. Like nothing is being done that's actually going to deal effectively with the institutional racism that is the malaise of the um, police force in this country. Nothing, nothing. Uproot everything and start again because all of this makes no sense to me. So I'm so sorry to the nurse that was treated in this way. I'm so sorry and I hope that you are getting the support and love that you need during this time and know that we stand with you because... This shit can't run any longer. Wasn't even meant to be here making an episode this week. Now this episode is done and I need to just go and rest myself and step my feet into my foot massager because my feet hurt. Thank you for joining me for another week. My true ones, not the ones that jump on trends. And I want to listen to black people and their struggle so I can understand racism better. And then, oh, it's too much for me. Run away, run away. Thank you to all of my listeners. Thank you to all of you. I absolutely love and adore you. Lev is like, wrap it up, wrap it up. I don't want to hear any of that um, Academy Award acceptance speech bullshit. So yeah, that's it for me this week. You uh, Big up Skillshare for sponsoring the episode. Big up We Are Wild for spot, uh, sponsoring the episode two and um you can follow me on at say your mind pod or at um kolechnikov and i guess i'll catch you on the flip side peace it's the fence punani woman is baby boys baby girls you need to hear this Please sit down sit down receive this realness make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it hard time scrolling for your long shorts might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind.